Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering a free podcast for seven years now to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. And now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how to get the best experience you can from our very favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Learn more at anxietyslayer.com forward slash support. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my friend and partner, Ananga Sevier. And we come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you. We enjoy mixing up a potent blend of storytelling, coaching, Ayurveda, EFT tapping, and so much of our personal experience comes through with each conversation for sure. We have an extensive library of digital offerings, including one of our most popular products and offerings called the Quick Anxiety Stopper, as well as the EFT for Anxiety program. And so many anxiety relief albums as well. We have been enjoying our partnership and are grateful that you come back and listen in often. Today, we're going to be talking about why rituals are so important for healing anxiety and emotional pain. Great subject matter, Ananga. Thank you so much for coming back together with me today to talk about how rituals can help heal anxiety and emotional pain. Hi, Shan. Yeah, rituals are an important part of healing and in Ayurvedic healing, which Ayurveda we've spoken about before being India's ancient science of living a long and healthy life, Ayurveda talks a lot about rituals as a real key part of spiritual therapy and self-healing, rituals that help us be with ourselves, rituals that help us feel steady and give us quiet reflective times. Introspection is so essential for emotional health and we can't heal when we're on the run. Oh, we sure can't. I know that rituals have been a big part of my healing process for sure. Me too. Get up and you have something that you do every day, sets that intention in motion for your day and just checking in, looking at where you're going, adjusting yourselves where you need to is really important and very challenging sometimes to establish that when you're suffering from anxiety, because anxiety is such a high adrenaline state that really does take over our minds. So sometimes we have to reclaim a bit of space and just start small with picking one thing every morning to just set aside some time for self-reflection and self-healing. And it's astounding how making these simple, you know, one choice at a time, one step at a time, how much it really does work, how much it helps so greatly. Uh, Even, uh, you know, you and I talk a lot about how important it is to stay hydrated and to make that choice to always have a water bottle nearby, to to love yourself up and, and know that every time you add more hydration to your body, you're doing something loving and kind and nourishing for yourself. That simple act of a glass of water. Yeah, just really simple self-care steps, which again, we, we find it hard to remember when we're feeling really rushed and when we're in that 
high adrenaline states. So rituals really also give us space to hear ourselves. I think in, if you look at most relationships, the challenge is not hearing each other. We don't feel heard. Somebody feels that we're not hearing them. So to heal, we need to hear ourselves and, and hear the body's messages from the simple ones like hydration to the deeper messages of emotional hurts and challenges that need attention and rituals open the mind to receiving those messages of our deeper consciousness. And you talk about the importance of having these conversations with ourselves and that one of the key challenges with counseling is really not wanting to delve deeper into our pain and and wanting to just push things behind us and, and move on. But we know that we can't do that. You can't stuff it. You can't stuff your emotions. Um, emotional pain really likes to hang on. It's sticky and it's heavy and it doesn't stay behind us, even if we think that it does for that moment that we've stuffed it down. Uh, it'll it'll come back and it'll come back heavier. You, you refer to it as you know a heavy load or a ball and chain. Yeah, it's a real challenge. We've spoken about this in a recent podcast of this thing of what we resist persists. We don't want to deal with it. How often have you heard somebody say when they have the chance even to get something out there in the open, get something off your chest? I don't want to talk about it. We go to talk about it and we don't want to. It just feels painful. We don't want to be in contact with pain. So we stuff things down. We put lids on our internal boxes. We push things away, but it just comes right on back at us and we get more and more tired. So it's it's really important to start building a practice of self-acceptance and self-care as best we can, where we hear our feelings as messengers and we acknowledge the messages in our feelings. And rather than shutting them up, just understand that it's a natural response to want to do that. When we feel pain, we don't want to get into it, but to just gradually build the courage through self-acceptance and self-care to be able to be more comfortable being with ourselves. Yes, because once we allow ourselves to honor our feelings, it opens the door to take action. This is what allows us to take that next step. Yeah, it's just about making space. It's okay that we find our emotions painful sometimes. We're not alone when we're experiencing emotional pain. It's, again, important to come back around to treating yourself with kindness, treating yourself as you would a friend who's going through something difficult. We have such high, rigid expectations of ourselves sometimes, and it causes further pain trying to keep the lid on things and keep going. And very often, we don't actually need to dig and explore and, and bring up past painful emotions or really dig into our anxiety. But we can learn to be more comfortable with all aspects of ourselves, more accepting of ourselves, and just make space, make some room for our feelings, make some room for our internal dialogue to be heard, and then start taking actions that support us better. One of the things that helps me a great deal when I'm feeling like, uh-oh, you know, I, I don't want to go there, but I know I need support, or I'm starting to feel a little bit jangly or you know, whatever it might be, I can share that with my husband. I can let him know where I'm at and that I don't really want to get into the details of it, but that maybe I could use a hug or um, explain where I'm at so that he has a better understanding, which also ties into that making space part. Because sometimes we do need space from our loved ones when we're in that uh, place of 
I need to be with myself in order to see how I really am feeling and, and assess where I go from here. Yeah. And it's something we're not always accustomed to taking ourselves off and allowing ourselves space. Sometimes we think it's indulgent. We think it's selfish. Sometimes we find it very difficult. Sometimes when we're anxious, we're actually trying to escape from ourselves and preoccupy ourselves. Very often that's the case. And I remember watching a documentary several years ago about a silent retreat and just watching how much people suffered initially when the time came to be in their own space, in their own room, and just be with themselves, not speaking. And they went through a really difficult time with that initially. As time went on, all of them went deep and all of them benefited immensely from it with less anxiety, less stress, and really found within themselves a, what do they call it, the, the calm at the center of the storm that, you know, where you go through the turbulence and within you find that you have a really calm center they all got to that point but initially it can be difficult so the the key with rituals is to do quiet things that feel supportive that feel safe and that don't feel too challenging to us and that could be some guided meditation some guided breathing some EFT tapping just something to turn the noise down and really the key is to allow space for self-acceptance and self-exploration so we can make room to say okay, this is how I feel, and I think this is what I need to do to support myself next, rather than just keep running and trying to push through anxiety. And every single time that we make self-care a priority, we get what we need. The answers to what we need come forward. The resources, the tools, the support, everything is there when you just let that in. Yeah, it's, instead of hearing the inner critic, we start to hear the inner guide which is a completely different experience. I remember my spiritual mentor telling me years ago, if you want to hear God, just sit still, sit quiet, stop the chatter, stop the running around. So ideas will come to us either in deeper self-acceptance or in realizations. Ideas about where our anxiety or pain is coming from might come to us, but certainly ideas about how we can best support ourselves because very often when anxiety is running high if somebody asks you what do you need we don't even know we're so overwhelmed so this allowing space with gentle healing acts every day pick something that you want to do regularly again some breathing tapping listen back through our previous podcasts have a look at our support courses just to embrace something every day 10 minutes a day just to give yourself some love and space and understanding to let the anxiety go down and the self-respect and healing come up. And as you know, Ananga, we get lots and lots of letters from listeners who are in that space of fearing illness and dread and all of the things that come up. And this self-care ritual really is the key to helping us protect our immune system. We greatly benefit from emotional healing, mind, body, and soul. And as you've taught me and, I, and Ayurveda taught you that emotional health is just as important as physical health and, and should go right alongside with, with clean eating and good nutrition and all of these practices that we've mentioned today. It's absolutely vital that we learn to practice good emotional health. My Ayurvedic teacher told me that when we have, for example, anger, when we hold excess anger, it's as damaging to the liver as taking high quantities of alcohol. So it's physically damaging to the organ of the liver as drinking excessively. Another Ayurvedic teacher told me that senility is the chattering of a bruised mind. 
it's just damaged and it's hurt and it's rattling against itself and that can can lead to cognitive decline and these other Alzheimer's senility type illnesses that so many of us dread. But in knowing this, we don't have to feel anxious about it and we don't have to feel like it's potentially on our bucket list. This is right. a flag saying you can do something about this. Show your mind some love. In Chinese medicine, they say smile at your liver, send your liver some love, send yourself internally some some love and support. If you've got things rattling in your head, if your mind feels hurt and bruised, it's understandable that that's happening for a reason. You've been through some stuff. See what you can do to help it heal, help it settle. And these healing practices of breathing, guided relaxation, and particularly EFT tapping really can help us put these things to rest and, and allow some light and some healing space into our, into our bodies. And we have a, a number of breathing practices that we've created over the years and breathing practices for self-acceptance. And, and if you are a new listener, then we invite you, well, even if you've been coming back and back for years and years, but we invite you to take a look at iTunes or Amazon. We've got some wonderful wonderful tracks that start just at 99 cents each. And if you search for Anxiety Slayer, they will come up. And uh, very soon, uh, we're going to be sharing a special breathing practice for self-kindness and settling emotions in our brand new academy course that's coming up in February, which, uh, which we've titled New Beginnings, Daily Steps for Self-Acceptance and Peace of Mind. So we have a lot in the works for you, and we're grateful that you're here, that you're spending time with us, and we're just so grateful to be able to support you. Thanks for listening to Anxiety Slayer. We've produced several albums to help you calm your anxiety, heal your mind, and live your life. Introducing Transition to Calm. Guided Relaxations for Stress and Anxiety Relief. This album offers a breathing practice, guided relaxation, and supportive body scan to release tension and help you relax. Transition to Calm is available at Amazon, iTunes, and CD Baby.